Hi, good evening. Welcome to the uh, 12th Man Podcast. Um, another week of football. I've been looking forward to recording this one. It's going to be a good one, this one. Um, you got me, Steve Jackson. I'm in the main chair, as usual. You've got John Donovan with us. Evening. Evening, boys. You okay? Doing good. Uh, got John Cutler with us. Evening, John. Hello, gents. All right. I sound. And special guest, um, we've got from the Millsworth Sports South, we've got Matty Adams. Matty, good evening. Evening. Thanks for having me on, guys. And again, oh, no. as you said, per- perfect week I was on. Massively perfect week. Uh, thank you so <laughs> much for your time. Um, yes, it's been a it's been a great week to uh, to follow the borough. I've, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed this week. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk. We're going to talk um, Friday night. Um, I won't spoil what happened Friday night. I'll let you listen to what happened Friday night. Um, we'll preview QPR, uh, massive midweek game down at London Road. So it should be, uh, yeah, that's going to be a huge game. And then. A small matter of um, Derby County at home on Saturday, you know, which uh, yeah could could be tasty. Got a couple of views from uh, from Derby fans that I've got here, so yeah, we'll go. We'll delve into them a little bit later on. But um, before we start, obviously, do a quick check in with everyone. Everybody good? Everybody all right? Yeah, yeah, superb. Um, yeah, great weekend after after result Friday. Watch a lot of sport, football, rugby, um, Winter Olympics. So, yeah, great. There you go. John, JD turned into grandstand. Um, John, did you have a good weekend? Oh, it was a belter, wasn't it? Anyone who was in that stadium, well, in that way section anyway, he had a good night for sure. No words. No words for how good that was, honestly. No words. But I'm going to try and find some. Otherwise, it's going to be a very silent podcast, right? Um, so, yeah, better find some. Right, oh, yeah. let's just just starting Friday. Uh, what was it? What was the official number of us, JD? Was it nine thousand four hundred and forty-two? Something like that, yeah. And we'll just round it to nine and a half. Yeah, we'll we'll stick the extra fifty-eight in there. That'll do it. But uh, yeah, nine and a half thousand of us made the the trip to uh, to Manchester to Lancashire to Old Trafford. Uh, Wow, JD, where do I start? Where do, where do I start with this one? Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, it, it just it, it just turned out to be one of those nights. I know a lot of people uh, were discussing discussing the cost of the tickets, uh, but you know what? It's memories, isn't it? Memories are priceless, and uh, I know the tickets were I know the tickets were expensive, but God, I'm glad I was there. Really, I'm glad I was there. It was a fantastic night. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to echo that. Um, obviously, you know, I was with you on Friday night, JD. John, you were with me as well. Um, hell of a night, wasn't it? Hell of a night. Uh, like like John said there, I mean, there's nothing, nothing, nothing for me compares to that. Like, if if we'd have paid two hundred pound uh, to have a night like that, I'd have paid it all day long. It was absolutely. It's what we live for. It's what we travel. Travel all around the country for nights like that. It was it was special to say the least. Exactly. It's what you it's what you graft your ass for for five days. You put your you put your blood, sweat, and tears into getting that that money to to put the money together to to yeah get the yeah get them tickets and make the you know make the journey down. Make some make some absolute unbelievable memories. But um, Matty, Friday night, do you enjoy it? 
Yeah, but you know, you guys talking about being there is breaking my heart. It really is. Uh, yeah, it, I, I've got a friend's a friend's group from back home where we've got about ten of us in there, and they're all there. And I was just watching them talk about what pubs they're at on the way back. All of them messages with I was just sat there. And I was like, God, why was I not there? But um, again, yeah, it was it was amazing. Watched it in a um, in a pub near King's Cross um, with. And I had a, a group of friends from university, probably about 10 of us, and half of them are Man United fans, so made it all the sweeter. Um, had one of them walk out the moment the penalty's finished, and the look in his face as he walked out just, God, it just made it. It made it. Watching watch his heart sink when Alanga missed will live with me forever. Unbelievable. Can't take it, can they? Can't take it. No, it's, I think it's a shock, isn't it, of, um, of them actually losing. I think the, the moment Ronaldo missed, I sort of thought, God, this could be our night, but the way we were playing that first half, I thought, well, you know, they are a bit all of us. We we aren't creating many chances. We're not keeping the ball that well. I was thinking it's going to be a long night, especially when Sancho scored. But as we grew into the second half, we kept thinking, oh, we can do this here. We we can create one chance. We could probably get nick it to get extra time. And then you never know what happens. So, yeah, it, it felt like it was right in the wall once you got extra time. But, yeah, that that, um, that feeling at the end, just unbelievable. Yeah, I, I think you summed it up well there. I mean, um, the game could have been over. After forty-five minutes, and yeah. and really, it really it should have been. I think if we'd have played played the team from Manchester, they wouldn't have squandered so many chances. But um, you know, you get in at half time, and like I think, like the gaffer said in one of his uh, press conferences, he just tells him there's only a goal in it, and um, you know, while while it's one nil, you've still got a chance. Um, so yeah, we 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 perform better second half. And I agree with you, Matthew. As the game wore on, you're becoming more and more confident. Yeah, I think I think bringing on Watmore as well. You know, I think he's showing just what an important player he is. The moment he came on, you know, he looked at the team. We looked amazing. We looked like we'd actually get through them. Um, and then again, the hand of God. You know, he, <laughs> you know. Or, or I think only only the, the ginger Messi could get away with that. Um, and it's it's just all of those sort of little things that you need to go to go with you when you're at a place like Old Trafford just did and that is yeah so unexpected but so so amazing well that, that's it you know you need them little bits of luck I think it was poetic justice that it was a, a Premier League rule that, that effectively cost United because we talked about it on the way back if that's in the championship it's never a goal in a million years because the referee mm. pulls out of the stairs no damn ball don't care if it's yeah. damn ball I don't care damn ball but but it didn't take away that moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, it didn't take away that moment. Um, but what, what was what was it like in the pub when um, obviously um, you know you were there with a few of your mates? What was it like when we when the ball hit the back of the net? We we sat there thinking now there's no chance. Yeah, I think I feel like in the pub there was a lot more of a oh we know that's definitely going to be this loud. We've seen the we've seen the handball clearly with the camera angle. You think there's no chance they're going to let this stand? And so I I must admit. I, I sort of celebrated. I was like, but I kept saying to my friend, oh no, it's gone. Disallowed, disallowed. Not a chance to keep the letting that stand. And it was only as he sort of sat there and thought, you know, the weight came off his foot. He's clearly not meant it. His arm hasn't moved towards it. And as the delay went on, you kept thinking, I think they might give this actually. And yeah, it, I, I think, I think VAR, you know, for all his faults, does actually give a good experience in those moments where you think, oh no, I'm heartbroken. This is gone. This is gone. And then all of a sudden it comes again. You get that second wave of relief. So yeah, it was, it, it was a bit of a stunned silence when we'd scored, and then a, yeah, I I can't repeat what I said when we uh, when we when it finally got given, but I was running across the pub to a few Borough fans who were sat in the corner, and I was giving a bit of a, a 
the signal that you can't see uh, on the podcast <laughs> to uh, some of my Man United mates. A hand signal, is it? A hand signal, yes. <laughs> and not offside either, and not handball. Neither door signals. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah, you're right. There was, there was like, there was two celebrations, wasn't there? Yeah. You know, the, the initial celebration, and then um, I mean, I was still, I was still jumping up and down, and <laughs> because I, I never, I never, I looked at the referee, but I never once sort of. Um, I never once got the impression that he was going to um, he was going to rule the goal out because he, he just he was obviously fully aware of, of of the rule changes and and he's obviously got the earpiece in uh, and and to me I, I didn't see him at, at any point just stand still he was just backing off towards the centre circle for a restart of the game so I was I was confident um, mm-hmm. um, that 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 it was going to be allowed but then. You know, I think when it dawned on everybody, there was a second wave of celebration. You know, it was, uh, yeah, it, it it was good. It was enjoyable, uh, and I, I've loved watching the uh, the YouTube clips of um, of Man U fans <laughs> trying to uh, trying to talk themselves into disallowing the goal, and, and it, that, that some of that's been been hilarious. Really, has been good. Yeah, it's been. Uh... Yeah, it's been it's been a good a good few days of viewing. I've got to admit. I mean, I mean John, John, I was stood uh, stood next to you, obviously, in that upper tier. Um, we were still we were still jumping about. We didn't even stop, did we? Um, to even think, because I could say there's, there's, there's I'll replace the word with nothing. There's nothing wrong with that goal. Um, and God, when you got when you actually got you know confirmed, we went mental again and uh, and dived all over the place, didn't we? We did indeed. I mean, I think the, the funny thing about it is probably when we were going there, being a sceptical lot, lot we are, we were probably expecting to get done by VAR, not the other way around. Yeah. And as the rules stand, it's a fair goal. So, you know, you hear all the Man United fans are all moaning and crying into the beer. They haven't won anything for six years. How tough must that be, lads? <laughs> I know, yeah. There's almost a sort of like, uh, the feelers of there's a right of them to get decisions their way all the time, you know, and uh, and and they were, they were really they're really unhappy um, that the goal stood. Makes it all the more sweeter. Of course it does. Of course it does. Hey, I mean, I mean, we'll talk, talk obviously before I talk about that goal again. Obviously, they got that penalty. Um, obviously, you were in the lower bit, JD, um, of Old Trafford. When Ronaldo stepped up, did you feel the worst like we all did in the upper tier? Oh yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to. Uh, I thought it was one 0 United. I thought he was going to put it away. Um, so, so yeah. Cue uh, another celebration, uh, and his look of, of disbelief and um, and shock. As how can the best player in the world miss miss a miss a, a penalty kick? You know, it, it, I, I I love I love how he seems so hard done to. You know, all the time when things don't go his way. Um, but yeah, yeah, we celebrated, uh, celebrated long and hard when when uh, when he missed that. Uh, it was, it was a penalty. It was just uh, unfortunate from Dyke Steele. It was a bit clumsy. I think he, he slipped and, and fell on um, fell on the back of the uh, the attacker's legs. And uh, it, it yeah, it was a penalty. Um, but thankfully, uh, Ronaldo had an off one. Yeah, he did. Um, I mean, there was. <laughs> And when you watch the game back, obviously, um, I can't believe how much we did give it to Ronaldo because we gave it to him big time in them stands. You don't realise how much we did give it to him. 
you know, all them, all them shouts of, you know, whatever the hell he shouts when he does his little celebration. Every time he missed a tackle or he missed a pass or he missed a header or a shot, he got it from 9,500 Borough fans. And I thought that was probably the best part of the night. Like, obviously, a buying the result because we absolutely tortured him. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we did, to be fair. You know, um, I think it, it, it all stemmed from, from the... Uh, from the missed penalty, uh, yeah, I think there might have been there might have been some fans who um, who, who jeered him every time he, he misplaced something. But after the penalty, it seemed like everybody everybody in the in the away end uh, gave him a bit of grief just to wind him up. It was a joy. It, it worked as well because it's probably one of the, the nights where Ronaldo was absolutely horrendous. I don't. As I say, I, I thought United were, were off all night, to be honest, after that, as soon as we come out for the second half. But, yeah, so that goal goes in. Obviously, we got the chance. Did anybody else, apart from myself, when it got to extra time, relax? Because we felt I, like I definitely did. Yeah, because yeah. the hard work was done for me. Yeah, I, my, my view is, if you take Man United 120 minutes, you know, if you take them all the way for extra time, that's, that's class. It was just getting there. It's that feeling of we're so close to getting, you know, an extra half hour to try and do something or, you know, penalties, which obviously we know we're usually quite good at against Man United. Um, so it was a thought of get through these next few minutes, get to extra time, it's on. Whereas there was a few times they threw it forward right at the end and I was like, they're going to get a lucky bounce. It's going to bounce off someone and get, you know, go in. Once we did that, it felt like, okay, we, we can reset. We've got an extra half hour. And at no point then did they really look like scoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I think a lot of fans went down there for the occasion, obviously hoping that we win, but just hoping that we we, we done ourselves proud, we 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 done ourselves justice, and we did do that um, second half and and all of extra time. So so yeah, penalties was um, it, it's always a little bit of a lottery, but you, you you do you do expect the better players, the more the players with more quality to to come out on top. But as it turned out. Every single one of our eight penalties were top draw. Uh, you know, it, it, it was difficult to try and um, to, to try and narrow it down to whose spot kick was the best. They were all super. Well, well, I've got to admit, I didn't watch the penalties until Saturday night. It was the first time I saw them. Um, and John, John will tell you that I, I turned round instead. Jeff went there the whole time. Um, Jeff guided me through every single penalty. Um, and the only penalty I did properly watch was in Landers. And oh, that feeling when you hit, when it went over the bar. Um, John, you were stood next to me. It didn't feel real, did it? It was unbelievable. The uh, the release of emotion in that away stand. I mean, it, it went absolutely nuts. There was limbs all over the place. And uh, I mean... It's probably a toss-up between <clears throat> what penalty went further over the bar, that one by Alango, or the one that Britt did in the North Sand a few years ago, because they were very similar, weren't they? <laughs> I know. There was, um, there was reviews getting left all over the shop. Um, I'm having a drink in Manchester and some balls hit me hit me a uh, table. I wonder where that's come from. It was, <laughs> it was, it, you feel for the kids, because, you know, it's, I mean, how old is he? 18, 19. Fair play for him stepping up, but... That's, that's I as far as my sympathy goes. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even sure. That's as far as it goes for me. I thought, 
Jesus Christ, what have we done? What have we just done? I mean, JD, imagine that bottom tier went absolutely radio rental. When that I did. It, it did. I, I was I was jumping up and down, and my seat was like um, the seat next to the stairs. And I was jumping up and down, wandered into the island, and some guy just sort of knocked me three three rows down in the back. He didn't mean it. It was just celebration, but it took me by surprise. And um, yeah, there's always got to be hero and villain um, in penalties. Um, I, I, we had we had a team full of heroes, and and. Elanga was was Man United's villain, but um, what what a sequence of penalties for us, uh, considering um, that um, we, we've been told that uh, we hadn't practiced um, because you can't replicate uh, the, the, the match feeling. I tell you what, every one of them was as cool as ice. They were, they were when I watched them back. I think there was only the closest Henderson got to saving one. I think it was when Payeros went like, underneath him. I think that was the closest that uh, Henderson got to a penalty because uh, I mean Bamba one step ban Peltier. I mean Jesus Christ, could have put two people in even to save that. Dale Fry no save that. Tavs Tavs penalty was perfect. That's, I had absolutely no complaints. I mean. I've sat all day today and I thought, right, I've got to pick out some standout performances, you know, because you've got, you've got you've got to put some praise on something. But for me, all, I mean, how many, how many did you have on the pitch? Uh, how many players the part? Was it 15, including the four subs? Played the part on, on Friday night. I can't fault any one of them. I thought they all played the part and I thought they were absolutely magnificent, all 15 of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It, it it's difficult to 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 pick to pick a, a star man um out of it because there was you know that that there was uh, heroes right across uh, right across the pitch, but um to be part of it to witness it, just like we did in uh, 2015, you know, just a fantastic feeling. I know the, uh, the, the the symmetries are starting to pop up now, aren't they? About what happened. Following that penalty shootout win, what did we do last season? How this season's going about? But I suppose above all that, uh, above everything, Chris Wilder's got to get a lot of praise. What he's done in three months at this football club is the biggest transformation that I've ever seen. We've gone from this squad can't do any more to sticking a couple more bodies in that squad, and we, we look like world beaters. I mean, how good did we look in that second half once he got into him and said, right, you know, get your heads on, stop giving them respect and go play football. Because after that, as I say, United were limited to, what, two, three chances. Unbelievable. Yeah, you've been back to some of the games you had towards the back end of Warnock. I remember going to the Birmingham City home game and we got beat 2-0. Mm. Did nothing. We looked garbage. We looked like we were sitting back against a team as bad as them. I mean, you look at it against Man United, again, fair play, not, not great in the first half, but second half, we actually we went at them, we created a few chances, you know, we're holding our own against a Premier League team. You wouldn't have got that, you know, three, four months ago. And, I, you know, I, I think I think back to the, the when Karanka took over from Mowbray and it took a while to get clearly from his, his sort of theories and his style to embed it. While there's not been two, three games. Like, it's, it's insane, this turnaround. Uh, yeah, we've... We've we've gone from mid table, certainly for a, you know a mid table season. You know, let's see what we can do in a couple of games to 
top two's there. I mean, it's 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 there. It's not far away. We can grab it if we really want to. But yeah, I, I mean, I can't. I, I'll stay with you, Matty, because obviously you what you've seen the coverage on the telly. I imagine, I mean, what I've heard, ITV weren't exactly delighted that the great Manchester United were turned over by a little borough. No, they weren't. Lee Dixon in particular was having a bit of a huff <laughs> when uh, our goal got allowed. Um, yeah, it, it's one of them. It's. I feel like they always want to have a fairy. They want the fairy tale, but only when it suits them. And I think it didn't suit them on Friday night. We weren't big enough fairy tale for them. But um, yeah, it was. It was unbelievable. Thankfully, they muted uh, muted the the TV pretty quickly after the penalties, so didn't get to hear the analysis. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I can't imagine the uh, can't imagine the analysis was the greatest because obviously I think I think I think the TVs were all waiting for Saturday's games and what happened in obviously them weekend games. But John, to be fair, I watched a little bit of the analysis after the like after the game when I got home. And Keane and Ian Wright both said afterwards that you could sense that in the second half, Borough were coming into the game and they deserved the goal. And you can't argue with with, with the result, really. So they, they were, at the end, pretty pretty positive about what we've managed to do from the second half onwards. They, had, they were saying they had a sneaky feeling once we got back in it that we could go on to win it. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the feeling I got. As soon as, as, soon as Bruno, as soon as Fernandez missed that chance when Lumley practically passed it to him and said, yeah, there you go. When you miss that, I thought, if that doesn't say that's your day, nothing will. Nothing in this world will. It was it was just, it was written. And I, th- I think part of my shins were written on them seats when <laughs> when we jumped all over the shop. I'm still I'm still struggling with my left leg as it's late today. But it was worth every every, every minute, every oh, morning. Don't worry, don't worry. My- my shins are still at Blackpool from uh, Christmas time, so... <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Uh, well, uh, I can't even point to words how good Friday was. I mean, my God. Uh, obviously, you... I mean, I'll, I'll finish off with... I can't even say anymore, but I really can't. Um, man of the match. Matt, you was your man of the match on Friday night? So, you know, toss a coin between house and off-right for me. Unbelievable. Empty both the pockets. They've got either Paul Pogba or Cristiano Ronaldo. Absolutely incredible. JD, who's your man of the match? Well, I'm going for um, Housen. Um, I, I, I was saying during the game uh, to the lad stood next to me, I, I just said, Housen seems to, as though he's everywhere, you know. He, he's just mopping up and, and, and he's he's, uh, he, he's playing the ball to another player without, without mis- misplacing it. I just thought he was immense. Um, I know there was other um, other players who, who deserved the accolade, you know, Fry, as as, uh, as has been mentioned. Um, what more for his introduction and and is the, the fact that he just frightened them to death with his uh, with his busyness and his pace. Um, but yeah, Housen for me, I thought he was superb. John. Well, I don't know what Chris Wilder's done to Housen, but it's made him fifty. It's made them legs fifteen years young. He covered every blade of grass on Friday. He was absolutely fantastic, and I'm the same. I'm going Housen as well. Uh, well, I've got a little different, I? Um, but you know, you know, you, you, you've got so many mentions. Housen, uh, Tav. I thought Tav was brilliant Friday night. Not often I say that, but I thought Tav was brilliant Friday night. Uh, Jones. Jones absolutely tore short to bits. 
at times on Friday night. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, Crooks, great goal. Um, but I'm going Dale Fry. He was he was put up against one of the greatest footballers of this generation, and he left him to to pass chances. There was never a moment where Ronaldo was probably properly in on goal, and you thought, "Oh shit, here we go, here we go." But he was there every time, everywhere that Ronaldo moved. He probably gave him the old, you know, all right, mate. You know, he'd have done it. I know he would have done it. And I mean, his comments after the game, he didn't look real. He's so beautiful. I mean, you know, if you're not from Teesside, no one else in the country would ever even think of saying that. And I just thought he was fantastic. But yeah, well, oh, God. I mean, how would you sum that up, JD? How would you sum up Friday night in, in as little words as you can? It's, it's it's difficult, but it was just memorable. Yeah. Best best night with the best people possible. It was absolutely amazing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, massive credit to you, JD. You put us all together and got us down there, got us back. And, yeah, it was a decent pub. Delta did a good job, um, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's just a fantastic, fantastic night. Superb. But, yeah. Um, Fifth round, so I'll quickly mention the fifth round draw. Got a home tie. Boom. Tottenham. Boom. Did anybody else celebrate at home when Tottenham came out the out the hat? Yeah, that was a great draw. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm pleased. You know, we've got a we've got a home tie. I know it's midweek, but we still should uh, we still should um, get full to capacity. I would imagine, um, and and you know. The, the players want to play against uh, the better teams. And, you know, when you've got Harry uh, um, Kane, Son, um, Moura, you've got you've got some great players at, at Tottenham. So they're going to give us a tough test. Well, yeah. I mean, it'd be an interesting couple of weeks for you, I suppose, Matty, being down in the, uh, in the, in the, in the capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be like one of my best mates from uni. He's a Tottenham fan, so the moment that draw came out, I was saying you have to take the day off, get yourself up to Middlesbrough. Uh, I, I think I'll be coming up for it as well. Um, it, it's, it's one of them. It's a, yeah, it's a great draw. I'd rather that van. You know, there's always that question of do you want a you know a Luton or Huddersfield at home and an easy progression? I don't think you do. I think with the feel good factor we have right now, we've got to take advantage of that. Get a full house against Spurs. You know, good chance of being on TV still because of what we did against Man U. You know, this is what this is what we you want to be in the cup for playing these big. Big teams, hopefully causing an upset. So yeah, I'm 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 delighted with it. I'm happy it's not Man City either. Man City at Liverpool probably would turn us over. Spurs, you never know. No, you're right. We have a chance. We definitely have a chance. Exactly. It's just one of those like you said, Matt, if we got Man City or Liverpool, I'd have sat there and gone, oh bollocks. Bollocks. Yeah. But now Tottenham, they're, they're hit and miss. You know, I know I know they've got they put a few past Brighton on Saturday nights and you know, fair play to them, but they're so, they're so all over the shop. Kane's only, and I know Kane scored so many goals in all competitions, but in the Premier League, I think he's only just scored six goals. You know, he's not, he's not, you know, setting the house on fire. He's not, he's not lighting the place up. You know, they've they've got problems. So you know, hopefully, you know, Conte likes Borough, so hopefully <laughs> we can, um, yeah, we can we can do a job and we can. Uh, we can, you know, get through to the uh, potential quarterfinals. Jesus Christ, one went away from Wembley after that. But, uh, but you know, 
put that to one side. That's that's away now. Cups away. Big game. QBR. Um, Matty, presume you'll be going tomorrow night. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be. Uh, he'll be. Uh, hopefully, an early sneak away from work and then uh, get ourselves to the pub because we've got booked around the uh, the area. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 a good game. I've been you know been there many years now, um, and I think not seen us lose actually when I've been at QPR. So hopefully that run continues. But I think this is definitely the best QPR side I'll have seen us play. Um, you know, from what I've seen when I've seen them live, they look really good. Obviously, you know where they're on the table suggests that it's going to be you know a very difficult game. Uh, and then when we played them at our place, they obviously. You know, when I beat my mates from back home, they always say they're one of the best sides we played. You know, down to ten men and still managed to beat us. So, yeah, it's a, it's a. I think we're coming off it, obviously, off a high. So hopefully, there's no sort of, um, you know, burst our balloon and you know drop down to earth. But you know, we've, we've. I just hope we can use what we did last Friday to push us through and get something positive. You know, even a draw would be good, really. Spot on, spot on. And uh... yeah, I, I think, um, I think it, it, it is, it is going to be tough uh, tomorrow night. You know that when they beat us up here, we're a totally different team. I know that personnel are by and large the same, but the attitude, the, the setup, the system we use, Wilder um, putting the belief into the into the players, we're miles away from from where we were when QBR beat us three two here. Um, so yeah, it's a tough game, and like you say, we've we've come from a high on Friday night. They had a disappointing result against Peterborough, so you know that they, they'll 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 want to um, they'll want to keep their uh, promotion challenge going. It's going to be a really really um, big big game for both teams. It is. I mean, you know, like, like you said there, Jim, you know, they are flying high in the league. I know, you know, they, they've um, they had that disappointing um, result in the cup on Saturday. They lost two 0 to Peterborough. Um, but I say when you look at when you look at the league form, they're a completely different animal. They, you know, they've I know they lost on on Saturday, but you know they're beating the likes of West Brom, they're beating Coventry. You know, they're not a pushover. You know, and they beat West Brom at home. I mean, that's that's a big result in itself. You know, West Brom. I know they're having a bit of their ups and downs at the moment, but their squad is it's it's still Premier League quality, and I say that. Over the last few years, Mark, Mark Warburton has been putting something together. I mean, obviously, you, you're all spending your time down there, Matt. Yeah? I imagine you you felt the buzz down there that Warburton's actually putting something together quite quite handy, and he's bringing the experience in the right places to make this squad glue together quite well. Yeah, I think I think I remember when they beat us on this season. I kept thinking, oh, they'll beat. You know, there'll be a flash in the pan, flash in the pan. You know, they've had a good start, but they won't. They won't sustain it, and it, it's one of those that you kept looking and thinking, "Okay, oh, I didn't realize they had uh, them in midfield like Stefan Johansson. Um, I didn't realize they've got David Marshall. They brought him in from uh, from Derby. I didn't realize they'd actually got Austin back in. And once you realize those little bits, you think they've actually got a really good squad. And that is, yeah, it, I think they've flown on the radar for a few years in terms of building that squad. And this is the year when they finally finally all clicks. And I think they've, you know, I don't really think there's a real weak spot in this in their team. It's a bit annoying. Um, and obviously, one of the worst factors they've got. Uh, Uncle Albert on the wing, who seems to be scoring quite a few goals recently, which is uh, my biggest worry for tomorrow night. Seeing, seeing that happen, but um, yeah, I think they're just they're generally just a very strong side. I, I very much think they'll be in the playoffs in the season. So it's just, you know, anything we can get here is a positive. Absolutely, um, John. I'll come to you. Obviously, you know the team we put out on Friday. It was a strong team, and rightly so. 
you know, would you, obviously we went through two hours of you know a tough game on Friday. Would you make many changes from that team Friday? I don't, <clears throat> personally, I don't think he will make that many changes. You know, he hasn't made that many changes in the league games. I know we've got a run of three games in in eight days or nine days or whatever it is with another big game on Saturday coming up. But it's a tough game, I think. And he, he'll realise how tough a game it's going to be. He mentioned a few names there, but the one standout for me when they played up here was uh, Joe Willock's brother was absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a really tough game. I'd probably settle for a point right now. But... It's Wilder. He's going to go there. He's going to have a go at them. They're quite attacking as well. I see lots of goals. It's, it's a game we can win. Let's hope we do. Absolutely. JD, obviously, I'll make the trip down tomorrow. Um, you know, are you are you going down there with a bit of optimism, or are you like the, the rest of us? You take a point now and uh, and stay up here. Um, I'm going down optimistic, but I wouldn't be too disheartened if if it was only a, a point we brought back. Um, what we what we can't do is is to uh, is to let other teams in and around us get get, get far away. So um, a, a draw would be would be a good result in my eyes. But but you know I, I think we can do it. I mean you mentioned you mentioned their team and, and their strengths, but their fans will, will be talking about um, our players. Um, you know Jones can can unlock them. You know, crooks coming from midfield. Um, it, it, what more if he starts or if he comes on, he'll just cause them tremendous problems. Spora, um, Balagan. You know, we've got um, we've got a great squad ourselves, and uh, yeah, I'll be going down there confident. So, so if I can put you on the on your neck on the line, then JD, give me a score prediction. Two one, Middlesbrough. Bad one, John. I think there'll be goals, and I'm optimistic, so I'm going to go 3 2 Middlesbrough. And Mike, oh, I've, got, I've got to be optimistic now. You've all said this. I think you know, <laughs> back of my head saying 2 2 because I do think there'll be goals as well. Uh, I'd take a nice 3 2 like we had a few years ago in the Karanka promotion season, so yeah, let's go 3 2 Borough. That's not too much. So I, I'm going to say 2 1 Borough. I think we'll, I think we'll just nick it. Um, and say, but like, like. I like what you've all said. They've got some unbelievably skilled, talented players, and uh, yeah, we've just got to be we've got to be on our game. If we, one bit of lack of concentration or a mistake, and they'll jump on it, and another will because they did when they were up here. So yeah, fingers crossed we can come back down, come back up north, and we've, uh, we've got another three points on that road to promotion. But uh, before I let you go, Matty, obviously you said uh, you've got um, you've got obviously a pub book to come. To uh, go to before the uh, the game. Obviously, there'll be people listening. There'll be heading to the capsule. Let them know where you go, where you're going. Where can they uh, meet up with you? Yeah, cool. So um, the main pub that we always book into is the uh, the Syndicum Social, uh, just by Shepherd's Bus Station. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's got a bit of capacity limit. So if you're in London early, head straight there. Make sure you're in before they uh, start uh, stop people getting in. And if you can't get to there, then the next best option is uh, the Belushi's again, just opposite the station. Really, uh, they're very open about having away fans and they don't really have a capacity limit. I've been in there before and uh, struggled to breathe. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> head in there. Cheap pints should be good. So, have you, have, you got, have you got another early um, early finish from work then, Matthew? 
Uh, I hope so. I hope so. It's a it's a busy day at work tomorrow, annoyingly, but I've uh, I've got a meeting four till five, and after that, hopefully, I'll be uh, I'll be jetting off. So I should be in the pub by about half five. Sounds good. There you go. So if you're down to get game, give um give the boys at Spar South a um a nudge. They might 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 even buy you a pint. So you know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I've lived in London a while, but you know, I still don't like the, the price of the beer. Uh... <laughs> I was just about to say we, we don't like the price of beer down south. You know, we've got the ones up north, but um, you know, um, yeah, everything you're doing with the spot of south has been brilliant, and uh, yeah, I appreciate you you popping on and uh, and having a chat with us. I really do. That's all right. Cheers, guys. Yeah, hopefully uh, on a, on again in the future. Yes, definitely, and um, make sure when you do come up for the Tottenham game. Get yourself up with us and uh, yeah, we'll have a catch up in there. And, and um, yeah, hopefully, watch us get through the next round of the cup. So, yeah, cheers, lads. Thank you very much, man. Cheers, Matt. You might see it tomorrow, mate. So, all the best. Yeah, obviously, that. Bye. And there you go. That was um, that was Matty from the uh, supporters South um, supporters group. Um, doing a magnificent job down there at the JD. Um, the amount of fans they get in with their, with their little group. Yeah, they do. They've been going for a number of years, and uh, they've, they've got a, a lot of uh, lot of members, and they, they do they do regular um, meetups when matches are uh, uh, are shown live. For, for obviously for those people who can't get to, can't get to the the home matches. Um, so yeah, they, they keep uh, they keep the, the the buzz and the interest in our football club in in, in their football club. They keep it uh, they, they keep it lively for. Southern base fans, spot on, and um, yeah, hopefully, um, you know, they're cheering on a, a, a hopefully a massive three points on uh, at Loftus Road for the, the rest of the is it 2200 traveling down to, um, to uh to London? I think that's magnificent for a mid, yeah, yeah, it, it is. It, it's um, it's it's amazing support, it, it, it's it's brilliant, and um, and I, I just it's 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 phenomenal for a for a, for a Wednesday night um yeah it, it's great and you know I, I just hope that uh, we have as much to cheer as we did sorry as much to cheer and enjoy as we did on uh, Friday night yeah fingers crossed because um, a win there would be absolutely huge but uh, right let's keep your eyes on let's let's have it done um it's a bit I've been obviously building up to uh, I suppose for weeks <laughs> Saturday. It's 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 become I, I don't know I don't know how big how big to describe it. It's become a bit of a a huge issue. Derby County at home. When you say that normally, you think that no, Derby at home. And there's more to it now. There's you know since since we found out what's been going on, and you know all the trouble that Mel Morris has put them in, and what we you know what we've I suppose accounted them to. It's it's become a massive game, and uh, it's it's going to be a bit tasty, isn't it, John? It is. Like you say, Derby County is normally just a normal championship game for us, but there's something a little bit different about this Saturday. After what they've been saying about our club and our chairman, who absolutely neither of them deserve it, what's happened to them has been through the fault of the previous chairman. I understand it's not the fault of the fans, but some of the chanting and and things that you've seen on social media is absolutely ridiculous. And I, for one, 
will absolutely love it if we put another nail in their coffin on Saturday because they absolutely deserve it. Yeah. Um, yeah. They haven't they they helped themselves um, over the past few months at all. You know, the, when you first see a story like it, you think, oh, God, that's awful. It brings back a lot of what the borough went through. You know, a club surviving literally by the skin of the teeth. But I suppose, JD, they've, they've now took it too far and they've blamed everyone but themselves now, haven't they? Yeah, it's almost as if the, the, the match itself is a bit of a sideshow, um, which is a shame because, you know, it, it's a big game for for both teams for different reasons. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's all going to be about, um, it's all going to be about um, other issues, you know, which, which, which I think... Um, which I think is is sad, really, because it's it's a football that that we want to see, um, and and you know what I mean. Both sets of fans have um, have have been involved in this. Mainly, it's it's come initially from from Derby fans. You know, they, they've um, they've they've been the ones who started the chance at games about Gibson about the butter, uh, and like you say. Doesn't get our sympathy when when, when they behave like that. Um, like John said, I don't I don't want to see Derby um, fail, uh, go under. I don't want to see any club um, because they're such a vital part of their local community. But they don't do themselves any favours sometimes. I mean, before what we'd seen, uh, especially I think Forest away for them was the turning point in a lot of Borough fans' thoughts. Before then, 99.9% of fans didn't want to see them struggle. You don't like to see... It's, it's not the fault of the fans, it's the fault of the previous owner. They can't do anything about what the actual owner does. It's sad. We're lucky to have an owner like we've got. It is that bit sad, but they haven't helped themselves in the last few weeks especially. You've seen they've got stickers. They've had they've been taking things into the grounds. That how can we describe it without being rude? You know, it's it's something that was rather large and that most <laughs> men have uh, with Gibson's name on it. You know, they're not helping themselves. So my sympathy towards them is pretty much gone. I still don't really want to see them die, but I'd you know they don't they don't they don't deserve my sympathy anymore and the sympathy of fans of this club for me anyway. No, no, yeah. John, yeah. John, for, for anybody listening who hasn't seen like the, the, the pictures on social media, they had giant inflatable cocks, didn't they, with um, with Gibson? <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, I, I was, yeah. I was trying, I was trying to put it across without without saying yeah. that. But yeah, that's well, exactly all, what it was. But all I'm saying is they've made themselves look cocks, haven't they? So I mean, um, like you said, the sympathy, the sympathy vote has has been diminished because of. Because of things like that, yeah. And like you said, it, it it adds up to the the intensity of, of Saturday's game, uh, and you can see some fans from both sides overstepping the mark. Yeah. Now, now I and don't want that to happen, obviously, because the, the vast majority of um, of of our fans and their fans uh, are, are there for the football and the football only, but. You know, I just hope it doesn't it doesn't go too far. I mean, 
Unfortunately, I, I, I think it's, I think it's gone beyond that. To be honest, I think it's you know, it's 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 both it's both sides of fans. It's you know, it's not going to be centered on one side. It's you know, the hatred's just grown so quickly and so fast because it all started when the figure of forty-five million quid came about. No one knows where that came from because no one's ever mentioned it. Then it all came about when. Uh, the AFL tried to say, well, Derby do need to sort this out because it's a viable um, case. Because the case has been open for over two years now because it's been open since, uh, it, was, it was January 2020, this this came open. So the case has been there and they need to sort it. And, and like you both have said, their fans have done themselves absolutely no favours in the way they've they've conducted themselves I mean, you've got obviously you've still got the you know the regular you know fan that goes and says, "I just want my club to survive," which I completely get. But there's unfortunately there's that minority which is growing because it is that's that's took it way too far and is has tarnished a club that's it's it's a it's a great club. They've been like, they've been around with hundred hundred and forty years, maybe a bit more. They're a massive club. And this with, with, so many favors. with the greatest of respect, I'm sick of hearing about this 45 million. It didn't, it doesn't matter if it's 1 million or 45 million. They owe HMRC over 60 million pounds. They valued the stadium at 80 pounds instead of 20 million. None of this has got anything to do with Steve Gibson. He didn't run their finances when we were selling players. And in the same season, we missed out by one point, but we sold, was it Gibson, Traore and Bamford for a co- combined total of over £40 million while they were spending money willy-nilly? It's nothing to do with us, this. It's all their own. It's the chair, previous chairman's own doing. And it is, like I say, it's sad for their fans. But the way that they're blaming other people and other clubs, I mean, Wickham last year went down because they cheated as well. For a club the size of Wickham, being in the Championship in League One is massive to them. Do you think Derby fans are bothered that they're playing in League One this season? They couldn't care less. So, you know, my, like you say, my sympathy for them is, is, is gone because they're not looking at whose fault it really is. They had, like they said, they had, they had the Championship on strings, Forest, Leeds, Borough, the EFL. Well, they're not laughing anymore, are they? Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, they, they didn't... Um... They didn't sort of tell Mel Morris to pull the reins in. They were quite happy for him to uh, to to do all this dodgy dealing so that he could um, spend more money than uh, than the rules allow. Um, and then when it's all gone wrong, they, they they're saying it's somebody else's fault. Well, you know, you you as fans, your fan group should have should have been saying, well, where's all this coming from? But instead. You lauded it um, on social media. You lauded it on the terraces, saying that uh, you know um, Mel Morris has got you on strings, and Mel Morris he does what he wants. Well, do you know what he did for a while? But uh, he took a massive gamble on promotion, and and when it didn't uh, transpire, you knackered, absolutely knackered. Spot on. I mean, this is it. I mean, the common knowledge was before Villa went up. They were in exactly the same situation. Their owners went massive on getting their team in the Premier League. Obviously, lost in lost uh, in the playoff final against Fulham. 
when they beat us in the semi-finals. But when up the, the year after, funny enough, against Derby, um, you know they they were exactly the same position. They took a massive gamble, and lucky for them, it, it paid off. And you know, you look where they are now. You know, they survived the first season, and they're going they're going great guns in the second season, and, uh, and they're building for the future. That's what that's where Derby could have been, and that's the gamble that he chose to take. And it's the gamble that didn't pay off. But as I say, when when your fans are sat there when they sign Martin, what the Beatles to Martin Waghorn, they paid him a lot more in wages because um, they didn't pay more in, in a transfer fee. Both said we'll pay exactly the same. It's just the Derby paid countless amount of thousands more in wages because we, we were being sensible about it and saying, no, we can't do that. And, you know, all the pictures of Mel Morris having the EFL and and, and, and Steve Gibson and, and whoever else on strings. And within a year, it all went, it all went tits up. And it, it's backfired big time. And, all, all, all 72 clubs in the EFL signed to the rules that they know the rules before the season starts. So one person in particular and other people who've signed off those deals are to blame. Nobody else. The only people to blame are the people who were in charge at Pride Park. Nobody else. And that is it. No, you're absolutely right. They, they, they signed up to this. They knew... They had to break even within a three-year financial period. And they, year after year after year, and they've been doing this since, as far as I can remember, since 2015, when they were signing the likes of Matesh Vidra, Tom Lawrence, they got Tom Lawrence for 10 million quid from, from Leicester, an unknown midfielder at the time. They bought him, Tom Ince, Darren Bent. You know, the list goes on. And it, it's come back to bite them, and it's bit them. Unbelievably hard, and it's as as you know. If reports are, are to be believed, they're what three weeks? They've got three weeks, and their money's gone, and then that's it. <clears throat> Game over. It's it, there. Honest, it just it just um, it just highlights uh, our own chairman, doesn't it? Yeah. And the fact that he's kept does competing because uh, we have competed most years uh, and, and he's backed his managers um, not not by saying you can do what you want but uh, he's, he has backed his managers he, he's had his sort of uh, competing so to speak uh, for the for, for the top positions and sticking within um, and sticking within the rules so you've, you've got to applaud him I mean you know like, like you said, Mel, Mel Morris has screwed Derby over. Absolutely. Because yes. <clears throat> I mean, it's the same fan base that were laughing at Forest a couple of years ago when it looked like they, they were going through tough times. It's the same fan base that were laughing at Sheffield Wednesday last year. And now the other fa- them fan bases are laughing back at them. They don't like it. Hold on a minute. Car- karma. Karma always comes back to bite you in the end. Exactly. It absolutely does. And, um, you know, before I move on onto the football part, because that's the most important bit, you know, we're not, we're not there to watch a circus on Saturday. You know, we're there to watch our, our hopefully our playoff, at minimum, playoff shout, shouts, you know, increasing. Um, we did get something sent into us um, from um, Corey Hancock, who's part of the Rams Review podcast. He, um, we kindly 
you know, reached out to them and said, can you put something together for us? He, say, he kindly agreed and, and put something together for us. He's, he's pointed out, you know, he said their season's been quite good. Obviously, Rooney's, you know, I mean, I've got to give Rooney a massive mention. I think he's done a fantastic job. Um, but, you know, he's doing unbelievable with a squad that's so limited on numbers. Um, the squad's all, you know, the squad's all come together, even though they've been under embargo. The fans have got right behind them. So, you know, that part, they're doing unbelievable. But if any did say off the field, it's been a disaster. And I say, one, one set of people that don't get a mention, which Corey has mentioned here, is the administrators. You know, they're still, they're still finding people to buy that club. What, it, what came out, I think it was today, them administrators, for every four weeks, are getting a million quid. A million quid payment to look after that club. Why aren't they coming out and making these, you know, big massive statements that Derby have done, that the EFL have done, that um, Borough have done, Wickham have done? You know, they they haven't come out and said, right, I know they've got this and that going on, but this is the preferred figure. That's their job. And they're getting, they're getting, they are swindling a quarter of a million a week out of a club they can't afford a 10 grand fine that has been given to him because the players went mental against Forrest. You know, no, when, when are they going to start saying, well, actually, we need to sort this out? You know, it's all good saying we need to sit down and talk, talk about it all together as one. As soon as we said we're going to talk about it, yeah, wherever, whenever you want, they've said nothing. You know, why, why aren't they being held accountable all of a sudden? You know, people say, well, they're only doing the jobs. Are they? Are they really yeah, they, doing their job at the moment? Well, they're, they're clearly not because the administrators have had numerous letters from this football club and our chairman asking to sit down and have a meet and talk about things. And they haven't even had the decency to reply, let alone putting Derby County fans' best interest at heart. That's the first thing they should have done if it's stopping potential buyers. We will sit down with Steve Gibson and, I forget his name, the chairman of Wickham Wanderers. We'll get them here and we'll see what the, what the deal is and then see if we can get this football club out of administration. They haven't even replied. Like you say there, they're earning X amount of million pounds every few weeks. They, they won't care. They won't care at all. They're not owed money by Derby. Exactly. They're, 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 they will come out and just say, I'm doing my job. We're doing our job. They're not. Well, realistically, they're not. They're not. They're, not. they're just, they're, they're overseeing a club effectively dying. That club is dying, and it's it's breaking hundreds of thousands of football fans. And I just feel that, you know they're getting away. I think it's consumer group that are in charge, the administrators in charge. They're getting away with it. And uh, I, I feel, yeah, I say it's something that Corey's highlighted. You know, you know, Mike Ashley's interested. You know, he's having to pull, he's having to pull himself away because. He's feeling that the, the, the administrators don't want to sell to him. Um, but that's it. He said, bottom line, Derby needs an owner or could face expulsion from the EFL or even worse, liquidation. When you write that down as a football fan, that your club is going to face that in weeks. That's scary. Terrific. That's Terrific. scary. Good. That's it. He's, I mean, he's, he's gone on and said, obviously, players to watch out for. He's named uh, Luke Plange. Obviously, got sold at Crystal Palace. 
another one's been um, sacrificed to get some money at the club. Obviously, he's kind of gone back on loan, which is good. Tom Lawrence, I don't get me started on him. Why doesn't he take the pay cut? You know, it's still it's still all Arsenal six million quid for um, uh, Christian Bielik. Um, he's just come back from injury, paying paying him twenty grand a week for nothing. Um, Liam Thompson, he he looks fantastic as well. There are a few players that I'm, I'm a bit nervous about, and he's kind of said about the Borough. He thinks Borough are a decent side. Um, Chris Wilder took it to another level. Um, the performance against Manchester United was a fantastic one on Friday night. And it shows how far the team's come in such a small amount of time. He sees the Borough getting into the playoffs and um, he thinks if we can get a, a, them two loan strikers firing in obviously Ballard and Connolly will be a force in the division. And he's, I mean, he's spot at the end saying prediction 1-0 Derby. But, you know, you, you don't get away with that bit. Um, but, you know, let's get, let's get into the football. I'd rather talk about that than um, whatever the Bellender fans are saying. Um, JD, what kind of what kind of test are you expecting from the the, the players of Derby County? Right, okay, I'll talk football. Steve, you can just calm down for a few minutes there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think you were getting yourself a little bit worked up there. Um, right, football, yeah. Um, well, to, to, be, to be fair, Derby have, um, have had a... a a decent run of uh, re- results recently, um, and obviously, barring the the points deduction, if if you would have added them on, that the, the, they're probably just about mid table or or possibly uh, just above. Um, so, so, so don't don't get me wrong, Rooney will have Rooney will have them fired up because they're fighting for their future, their survival in this division. Um, it, it it it's it's a big game anyway. Without all the 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 off field um, yeah. interest, so it, it's gonna it's it's gonna be a tough game. But it's one I can see Middlesbrough winning. Um, yeah, they've they've got danger men that we have to uh, we, we have to look out for. But we've got uh, we've got more, uh, and and I, I see it as another game that Middlesbrough can win. Absolutely, John. They've lost a few more players, haven't they, in the, in the window to try and, and get some cash into the club. Rooney's done a fantastic job there this season. And, and fair play to that squad of players. They've done well under really testing circumstances. The players don't decide what, what wages they're going to be on. You know, it's agreed by the club. So I don't blame the players in any way. They've... They've done what they can for that club and the fans. It'll be a tough game, uh, but it's a game I fully expect us to win. Um, I'm sure Wilder will be telling the players, <clears throat> uh, well, they'll know anyway what's what's been going on on social media and all that kind of thing. I'd imagine they're all well aware of it. Uh, it's a, Yeah, it's a big game. It's a massive game for us. Forget everything else that's going on. It's all about us getting in the playoffs or the top two, hopefully. It's huge. It's a game we need to win. Exactly. It is a game we need to win. And, you know, I'm not I'm not going to ask you to predict you, you starting 11s, you know, who we might bring in or whatever, because obviously, you know, things might change following, you know, the QPR game. So I'll go straight into it. John, I'll start with you. Fast prediction, score prediction. 
match prediction, it's going to be a tough game. Borough are going to win. And I'm going 5 0. <laughs> God, I don't know where that comes from, but that's brilliant, Dan. I like that. Yeah. Um, well, JD, top that. I can't top that. I can't top 5-0. Um, I think we'll win. Uh, like I said earlier, I think uh, they've, they've got some players to look out for, but um, we've got more. Um, so I'm going to go we for have, 2 We have got what more. We have got what more, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going for 2 now. Modest. Very modest. 5-0. Uh, I can't get over that. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm expecting a cricket score from you, Steve. I'm, I'm finished. <laughs> um, yeah, I expect a tough game. I expect a team that's going to sit there and take all the pressure, and I expect us to to make them pay pretty quickly. And I think we'll beat them. Um, I, I'm going to match what John sounds. Like. I think we'll beat them fast. Still, I think it's going to be bad. It's going to be so so bad. Um, and no sympathy, you know. Turn to the cleaners, show them they're actually a relegation side and they're not on our level. And that's what we should be doing to teams like that. And um, yeah, I think once we score one, it's going to be two, three, four, and obviously five. So yeah, no sympathy from me at all. So, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll stop you right now. I'm, I'm, I'm calm again now. So, but um, and yeah, just like that, we're, uh, we're all done. It's finished for another week. Quite um, a roller coaster that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have. I think we poor we poor watches. Imagine we have beat about four times. I think calm down. So, um, John, thank you so much for popping on. Uh, JD, good to see you. Um, <laughs> thank you. And um, yeah, um, obviously, you know, enjoy the next two games. It's it could it could end up being a season defined week. You know, there's teams around us that are playing each other. You know, obviously we're playing one of them on, on Wednesday. Hopefully we can get the minimum of four points, maybe even six, and we can all come back next week and have a good chat and, uh, and have a laugh about what, what happened. Um, yeah, and listen, listen, get yourself into the North Stand, Block yeah. 23. Join us at the top. We're getting uh, we're getting a lot of people now coming over and and joining us and making some noise, getting behind the team in a positive manner. Um, so join us because uh, it, it's it's good, it's good fun, it's good laugh. It is. I mean, it's it's, it's stretching across now. So we've even got um, we've got the two blocks just either side of us creating some noise as well. So yeah, get yourself get yourself up there. It's um, it's a noisy um, it's a, it's a noisy little atmosphere up there now and. Um, as the season's going to go on and on and on, it's going to grow. So the earlier you get in, the, the more you're likely you're not going to be disappointed to miss out. So, yeah, get yourself amongst us. It's good fun. Um, and, um, yeah, I'll leave it there. Thank you so much to you both. And, uh, yeah, like, subscribe, comment, get involved, keep listening, and uh, we'll chat again um, after these two massive games. Up the borough, be seeing you, Arriba Dechi. Up the borough, 5 0. <laughs> Up the borough. Up the borough.